having me I'm so excited to be here all right so just to jump right in let's do a little introduction for the folks who don't know you yet so could you tell us your name where you're from and what you majored in at PSU and when you graduated yes my name is Vanessa Camcozy I am from Portland Oregon I've grown up in Happy Valley my entire life I majored in I did a double major in marketing and advertising management, and I also received a certificate in the athletic and outdoor industry. And I graduated from Portland State University last June. So it's been almost a year since I've graduated, and I truly loved the learning experience and the education that I received from Portland State. So I'm, I'm glad to be back. I haven't been in this building since graduation, so this is really nice. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. How has life been since graduation? Life has been busy but good. It feels great to not have school in the picture and to have that confirmation and just that solidification that I'm done with school for the time being. I mean, at some point I do want to go back to potentially pursue a master's, possibly an MBA sometime down the line, but I do want to give myself a break. I graduated two years earlier than I had anticipated because I graduated from high school in junior standing, so I only took two years to finish with my BS. So I'm very excited to be able to relax, enjoy life, and be able to travel, go to concerts, and also just enjoy music and all the fun things that post-grad life is providing me. <laughs> So you can't just allude to concerts and travel without explaining some of the cool stuff they've done so far. I've been to quite a few concerts this past year. I went to, just recently, some of the concerts that I went to, I was at the SZA concert in Canada. Nice. I went up there, his my brother goes to the University of British Columbia, so I was able to meet up with him, take him to the concert, so that was really fun. Um, I saw Gracie Abrams. Who else have I seen? Suki Waterhouse. I saw Joshua Bassett, Nikki, Keshi, Warren Hugh. I've been to quite a few concerts recently. I, I love the concert scene. I don't love standing and waiting for all the like the GA seats. Just my legs get tired. So it's <laughs> I like being able to like the view from the back isn't that bad. I just I like being able to be a part of the concert. Just be a part of that. Um, some places I've traveled recently, I have been to Utah for a concert. I went to see Nikki, um, N-I-K-I, that's how she spells her artist name. I really love her music. And then I went to Canada a few times because my brother goes to school there, so I've been visiting him. And then also Arizona. I just got back a few weeks ago. My, one of my friends got married, so I was able to travel Ooh. there. So it's, it's been really nice to be able to kind of relax and go to those places. Very cool. Yeah, when I knew you at PSU, your schedule was always super packed. And so I knew you were always doing lots of stuff. You were super involved. And so it's really 
exciting for me to hear that you're just kind of getting to embrace life, do fun things, travel, go to concerts, which I'm sure is also super fun because you're a musician yourself. So it must be like also cool to see, you know, fellow musicians performing. Yes. So, yeah, that's really, that's really exciting to hear. Most definitely. Thank you. I, you're right. Like as, as a musician myself, I want to be able to support other musicians at their concerts. Something that I like to do, I know it's not really good for my wallet, but I love, <laughs> I love buying merch from all the concerts that I go to. I feel it's, that yes. so hard. <laughs> Either like a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Personally, I love the sweatshirts, but I can't buy like a 60 to hundred dollars sweatshirt every time I go to a concert. So Sometimes it's a t-shirt or recently a lot of artists have created more like tote bags or other like hats, just like other accessories. So I just, I like to walk away with something not only as like a memorabilia of the concert itself, but just to like support and just show support for those artists, even some openers. I was at the Gracie Abrams concert last week and their opener was Tiny Habits. I love, I've been following them on TikTok. They've been growing and it's so great to see them thriving and become an opener for Gracie Abrams because I know that very soon they'll like have their own tour. And so I, I bought a little hat that says Tiny Habits on it to support them. So it's, I, I do enjoy doing that. And going off of what you said as well, I love keeping my schedule busy. Like, yes, in college, I literally packed my schedules like from the start of the morning to the end of the night, literally packed with everything. And I do feel like I, I like keeping myself busy. It's it, keeps, it makes me feel productive. Mm -hmm. And so these concerts are a way to keep myself busy minus the schoolwork. So <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's like you replaced like one thing with another thing. Yes. <laughs> but I think concerts are more fun than, than yeah, school Replacing work. <laughs> homework with concerts sounds like a pretty good deal. Right, so. yes. Yeah, and that's cool that you're supporting them too by buying merch because now with the way that the music industry just is, CDs aren't really a thing anymore. Right. Um, like vinyls, kind of a thing, but I wouldn't say it's super mainstream to buy like records all the time necessarily. Right. So, like a lot of times, musicians, the way they make money is through like touring and selling merch. Mm -hmm. So, and especially with the way that like streaming music or like the music streaming process has been going, before people would purchase songs off of Apple Music and things like that, and then artists would get that revenue. But now with like Spotify or like those subscription type of platforms, the money or like the, the profits that we kind of see come through, they're not, as, they're not as high as if someone were to like purchase the music. And like you said, with CDs, people don't really purchase those anymore. They just resort to Spotify and Apple Music, which those are both very great platforms. But in terms of support, definitely buying merch, seeing them in concert, um, just finding ways to support them directly is definitely like a good way to support artists. And I do feel like someday, if I were to ever go on tour, which I want to someday, if I yes. have enough songs out, which fingers crossed, mm -hmm. I, I do also want that support. So like someday, I hope someone comes to my concerts and just buys my merch. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think you, so have, you have two people who will definitely be in the audience <laughs> yeah, sitting yeah. right here. So. And we will buy your merch. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 100%. We will definitely get some merch. Yes. Yeah. And no, I, I can't speak from experience, though, because I'm also a musician and producer that mm -hmm. Spotify does not pay nearly as much as right. it should. Does it pay? It does pay. I think it's... Very little. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's about 0 0.2 cents per stream. 0 0.2 cents? Yeah. 
Wow. Last I checked, it was like 0 0.3. So I thought it was a third of a penny per stream. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, with, with Spotify streams bringing in such little, it definitely, like every stream makes a difference and every viewer makes a difference too. So that's why like a lot of, a lot of people have been utilizing TikTok and like Instagram reels to promote their music. Cause once one of those songs goes viral, that's a lot of, that's a lot of streams coming through. Mm. And that's such a good opportunity for a lot of new artists to grow. So that's why we've been seeing a lot of new up and coming artists releasing new music and having new, having new songs out there in the world. I feel like that's, that's also kind of how I started to put my music out there as well. With my first song, August, I did not expect that anyone would like it. Honestly, with my song, August, I, I was just sitting at the piano and I wasn't sure what to write. I ran out of ideas and I was just stumped out of, stumped out of inspiration. So I just started saying all these words. I'm like, oh, silent little words catch fires. And I'm like, what does that mean? Nobody knows. I don't know what that means. And then I was like, hmm, I needed to post, I need to post a reel today. So I just put a little, I recorded the first clip of that. I had written the verse and I posted that on my Instagram reels. And all of a sudden it just started blowing up and people wanted it. And I was so surprised because that was one of the first reels that I put out or one of the first times I had shared my original music. And knowing that people were receptive to that and people actually enjoyed like the story that I was trying to share and just my music that I was trying to give out into the world, it made me feel so, I wanted to cry. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And that is kind of what prompted me to finish writing the song. Initially, I wasn't going to finish writing the song because I, it was very different from some of the other things that I'd written in the past. But since so many people wanted it, I was like, maybe I should. So following that viral aspect of that one reel, I started, I finished writing the song. When I had first written that verse that I posted on Instagram Reels, I didn't have an idea of what that storyline would be like. I just knew up until that point. So then, so I'm sitting at the piano thinking, how do I want this song to go? Like, what's the rest of it? And so from that moment, out came the rest of August. And personally, I like the storyline. I think it's, it's unique, it's interesting. Some people understand it, some people don't. And I love hearing all the different interpretations of the song itself, but I didn't anticipate that once I released that single, everyone would have loved it. I didn't think that people would actually listen to the song because I had never had a reel go viral before or like a TikTok. I had never experienced that myself. You only hear about it or you see viral reels or TikToks on your own for you page or your own feed. So it was very, very wholesome to kind of see that happen and unfold for me. And I didn't realize how much that meant until I was seeing my streams. Because after the first week, I think I had like 5,000 streams. And I was like, oh, that means that this song has been streamed like 5,000 times within this short amount of time. That's and that's, that's crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong, that song is now up to close to a million streams, right? Yes. Right now, the song, 
my song August on Spotify alone, and I have received a lot of streams on Apple Music. Don't worry, Apple Music <laughs> listeners, like you are loved, you are so very loved, but the statistics are more visible on Spotify. So with Spotify, I have over 990,000 streams right now. Wow. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That is really crazy. That's yeah, crazy, yeah. because to think that a song that I wrote in my living room, that I recorded and produced myself in my my dad's little homemade studio like to think that a, my very first song would ever reach a million has ne that's never been a thought like i never thought that i would reach a million streams let alone at the age of 21 so i'm i'm very grateful for all the support that i've received and for all the messages that i get in my inbox in regards to the song what it means to them and how much it has been a joy for them to discover. It's literally been, it's been a wonderful two years. Yes, this song has been out for a little bit over two years. I released it on March 25th in 2021, kind of during COVID, not really. Everyone was still getting comfortable being out and about, and so, yeah. And I guess just to sort of hammer home just how Amazing this is. This was the first song you released, right? Yes. And in two years, it's already up to a million. Yes. Because you always, you always hear the story about, you know, all these popular artists, but you always have to think, like, well, how much money was behind it? How many mm -hmm. songs did they try to put out before? Right. This was your first song. You're completely self-made, like, do-it-yourself. Yes. You don't have any, like, big record labels or songwriters helping you along. Like, this mm -hmm. is you doing your thing and coming to an absolute success with it, which I think is incredible and super awesome. Yes, thank you. And yeah, just to, to clarify, I, I'm not signed. I didn't even know anything about putting out a song until a few weeks before. And I think this is funny, just kind of to touch on the story about how August came to be and how like just the release process of that. A few weeks before, I think this was about two weeks before, the release of August, so a few weeks before March 25th. I, I was sitting in my room and I realized, I want to put this out. People want it. I have to give them a release date or else no one's gonna, like I need to promote that interest. So I chose March 25th. Did I have anything at that point? No, but I was like, oh, let's just release on March 25th. And it wasn't until a week before that I was like, oh crap, March 25th is in one week. I have to get something out. So I, I recorded and produced August in two days. Wow. And I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever done because it was my first time. I'd never recorded anything or never done anything prior. So then I sent it through and it came out on time, which I'm very grateful for because I didn't think it would actually come out on the 25th, but it came out. And yeah, that's, that's the rest is history. I'm very, very shocked that something like this can happen to someone like me mm -hmm. who has no industry. Well, like, I don't want to say I don't have any industry experience, but just no experience within the music realm prior. Because I feel this was my first song that I put out. I hadn't been on, I didn't have like a page on Spotify or Apple Music or anything prior to this. So it just feels, feels very, very emotional to be able to 
live to see August being in the hands of so many people and being in so many people's playlists too. It's funny because I, I know that a lot of people have been discovering that artists can actually see the playlists that you put your songs on. Mm -hmm. And I, I always look at them and I can see how many streams they get. And right now, August is in 41, over 41,000 playlists. <gasps> That's 41, awesome. 41,000? That's a lot. That is a lot. That's crazy. So because I'm also kind of a nerd and I know yeah. how the Spotify analytics work, do you mind actually reading off your demographics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, looking at my audience here on Spotify only, that's mm -hmm. what I'm taking a look at right now, shows that 72% of my audience is female, 19% um, of my audience is male, 7% non-binary, 2% not specified. In terms of age, it looks like the highest percentage of 39% is within the age of 18 to 22. Um, the next highest bracket would be 23-year-olds to 27-year-olds. That would be 28% of my, my listeners. In terms of location, the United States is a top country. Um, looking at these last 28 days, the United States has been the top country where the listeners have been. But my second top country is the United Kingdom. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So to so all my United Kingdom listeners out there, I see you. I see you. Mm -hmm. And in terms of top cities, uh, my top three right now, my top is actually London with over 700 listeners right now um, with these past 28 days. Chicago with over 390 listeners and Los Angeles in the U.S. with over 370 listeners. So those are my top three cities in which my... Listeners are located, and right now I've been getting like roughly 32,000 listeners per month. So that's kind of, th that's my monthly listener number at the moment. That's a lot. It's like a small town. That is a lot. <laughs> like you don't think that it's a lot until you step back to think like, it I don't is. know 32,000 people. But mm -hmm. I feel like, I know this is going to sound funny, like I don't know 32,000 people, but I know now that 32,000 people know me. So <laughs> I yeah. just think that's so funny to, to think about, but. I can imagine it's also a little surreal. Yes, it definitely surreal. When with the Spotify wrapped coming out the beginning of December and everyone, because with Spotify wrapped, they send you like the top songs that you've listened to, some of your top listeners for the year of 2022. And a lot of people actually have, like they've sent me screenshots of their Spotify wrapped and I've been on there. Whoa. To think that like out of all the all the bigger artists that someone can listen to, they choose to listen to me, it just makes me cry. And mm -hmm. if I could give all of my listeners and followers a little hug, I would do so. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. hugs to everyone who streams all my music and especially August, my first little first little musical child. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Does it ever feel overwhelming to think like that you have this big listener base now? To me, it feels empowering to know that you can start from having zero followers to having this many, like to know that it's possible. And I just hope that I'm able to inspire any other like singer songwriters out there who are maybe hesitant about releasing their music because that was me. Like to think that Two years ago, before I ever put out that reel or that TikTok, I wouldn't have been here if someone didn't say to me, 
you should put out your music. Your music's good. Like, we support you. Like, without that support or without that encouragement and without seeing all these other people on TikTok and Instagram, like, growing their fan base because they're putting themselves out there and being confident in themselves and the story that they're trying to share, then I would not be here. Mm. And I wouldn't have... To think that I wouldn't... I wouldn't have this fan base and I wouldn't have this family without August... It's crazy. So I'm very, very grateful that I was able to put that out and share that with the world and be able to let myself live through the song. Yeah, and it's really exciting to hear that that's how it started. I honestly didn't know like how August was created. To learn it started as like a snippet and then it just, with encouragement from, from others, then it transformed into a full song. That's really cool and really exciting. Yes, definitely wouldn't have been able to be where I am today without my support group as well as the people on social media who continuously hype up new artists that they see. That, that's the most important part. Like we see all these songs and all these artists on our For You page and our feed and even one comment makes a difference. Mm -hmm. One comment saying, I really love this or you should release this or keep writing. That's, it makes all the difference. It truly does, especially for someone who might be a little bit scared to release their own music or might be a little nervous to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. It's scary to put yourself out in the world, especially with social media nowadays. There's with all this judgment. I mean, we as humans, we all, we all judge, mm -hmm. but like we as humans are also scared of receiving judgment, especially when it's, I feel like songwriting is a little more personal because you're sharing more of yourself and regardless of whether you're writing about a true story or a true plot line, or whether it's like a fictional plot line with made up characters or a made up storyline, it's still coming from you. And some aspects of that fictional story might be true. That's how you've, or that's how some people receive inspiration to write songs. So it is, songwriting to me is very vulnerable mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of courage to put something out there. And that, that's the same with other art too, not only songwriting. So I definitely think all the encouragement is good with all the singer-songwriters out there who are trying to grow themselves and grow their confidence. Yeah, and I, I love seeing all the positive comments like on your Instagram or on your TikTok because I follow you on both. And <laughs> it's nice to hear like all the positive comments from people saying um, just good things about your music in general. And I, I know it makes you feel good. It makes me feel good seeing it. And like speaking of you know, Instagram and TikTok, would you say that your own promotion has helped with August's like numbers in a sense? Like, do you market your song extensively on your own? Definitely. I do feel like it was kind of helpful to have a background and a, a degree in marketing because being an independent singer-songwriter with no label or no like industry support, you kind of have to do everything on your own. And some people, some artists, they outsource or they hire a producer or they hire someone to do their music and like do the recording aspect. But me being someone who, I mean, at the time of August and some of my other songs that I've released, being a college student and not having the funds to be able to find someone to produce my own music, I felt that it's so important to be able to be able to market yourself and advertise for yourself with everything. So TikTok and Instagram have made that easy with just posting videos 
and just using the sounds and encouraging other people to use that too. I definitely think that if I didn't do any of that, my, my numbers wouldn't be this high. And if, if Instagram and TikTok weren't as popular as they are now, I also don't think my numbers would be high too. So yay for social media. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, about how often do you post and what do those posts usually look like? I guess with all my reels, I find that I post more frequently around the time that the song's going to come out. So like a little bit before and the, a little bit after. I do find that when I'm looking at some artist's page, like over-marketing is a thing too, like, like over-advertising, mm. especially with TikTok sounds and just that online scrolling aspect. If someone hears a song too many times, they're gonna get tired of it because they don't, they don't want to hear that, like the repetition. So I don't try to oversaturate my page with my own music. Also because what people say is definitely true. Whenever you hear your own voice in a recording, sometimes it makes you cringe because like hearing your own voice is kind of, it's awkward. Mm -hmm. It's the same with music. I find for me at least, I can't listen to my own stuff in the car. Like when I'm driving, it's because <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, I sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I don't over advertise, but some of the reels that I do with August, what kind of got all the streams for the summer was when I had this idea to one morning I was making bagels. I went out to my backyard. I was like, today's the day that I'm going to post a reel because I hadn't advertised August in a while. Um, I was kind of focusing on a little bit of my newer stuff because August had been over a year old at that time. So this was, this was this past summer in 2022. Mm. I just was holding a bagel and then I recorded myself lip syncing to August. And so most of my reels would just be me like doing things or like singing and looking at the camera, um, maybe doing like little bit of movement to my songs and the bagel videos they caught they caught some some spark some mm. little bit of viralness with the bagel video some of them on Instagram especially around the month of August I feel like advertising my song August in the month of August was a very good idea and so it's it's fun because a lot of people were like oh this is my birth month or oh my birthday's in August and I love August, so it was that. That was a good opportunity. I felt like to advertise August. I was about to say maybe the key to virality <laughs> is eating a bagel and yeah. singing to your song. It's the bagel. That's, that's what it took all this time. Yeah, I, eat a bagel. Bagels, right. guys. Yes, I mean with Instagram and TikTok, not every video you make is going to go viral, mm -hmm. and that's that's the hard part. Sometimes the algorithm is not in your favor and you're just going to have to watch your video sit there with less than 10 views. Mm -hmm. But then you gotta think that it's always the ones that you don't overthink that go viral. I, have, I don't know if you've noticed this, but some of the most basic videos or some of the videos that don't require much thought that are like so basic, they go viral or they get a lot of traction. And so my, what I've been doing recently is just 
trying not to overthink the content that I put out to advertise myself and just focusing on letting people listen to the music mm-hmm. and let that radiate or resonate with them. Yeah, I like what you said about how a lot of viral videos nowadays are so simple and basic. Mm-hmm. The first TikTok that came to my mind was of the guy who's skateboarding and drinking ocean spray. Have you guys seen that one? I, no. don't think we're on the, <laughs> I don't think we're on the same side of TikTok. It's, it's, I don't think so either. <laughs> it was, but I have, I have a story for this. So it was this guy, um, his... He was like driving to work and his car broke down and he was so close to work though so he said well i'm gonna skateboard to work and so he starts skateboarding to work and he has a giant bottle of ocean spray cranberry juice and he films himself skateboarding down the road and drinking from you know his giant jug of cranberry juice and that video went viral um the song that was playing in the background was dreams by fleetwood mac Mm. and because the video became so successful, Dreams, the song, which came out like in the 80s, became popular again. And suddenly this guy had millions of followers. Um, he was like homeless at the time and his mm. followers kind of helped like fundraise to you know, help him you know, get his footing. Now he's an actor <laughs> oh. and he acted in Reservation Dogs. He was, a, he was an actor and nice. so that's what he's doing now. And um, I guess, like to your point, it's it's the simple, relatable videos that catch on and that can really change your life. I mean, his life has changed. Mm-hmm. He's living a completely different life than what he used to, what he used to be. So, yes, one video can change one person's life. It changed your life. Yes. Yeah. It definitely did, mm-hmm. for the better, and. Because of August and because of the support that I received from August, I was able to put out some more music too. It took me a while to figure out the type of artist that I want to be. And just, I had to do a lot of thinking about the type of music I want to put out and the type of music I wanted to share. And there were a lot of things that happened near the tail end. So after August, I had planned to put out music. I was recording and I kept writing, but because of school and just the busyness of life and everything that came with it, I wasn't able to put out my second single until February of 2022. That was my second single, Bear With Me. And it's kind of a story that speaks to me. I feel like it's it's very personal. That was a very vulnerable song for me to put out, Bear With Me. And it's one of my favorites, too. I'm kind of biased. I don't think I have, like, a favorite song that I've released. They're all released. your favorite. They're, they're all my favorites, yes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I've listened to them so many times that they've all kind of just blended, and, and I like them. But Bear With Me was my second song. And then in March, I wrote my or I released, I wrote and released my third song, Three Hours Ahead, highly inspired by my New York trip that I, I noticed. booked a flight for. <laughs> yes, so I booked my flight one day to meet up with my friend in New York, and my brother and I were supposed to go to New York to hang out with my friend Dayri and her family for her sister's birthday weekend, and... I was just sitting at the piano looking for inspiration, and I thought, oh, three hours ahead. Just started writing about New York and 
how I'd be missing people back in Portland. And that's how Three Hours Ahead came to be. That was released a month after Bear With Me. And it was fun because the release date of Three Hours Ahead was one of the nights I was actually in New York. So it felt cool to listen to a song that I wrote about New York while being in New York. It was, it was a fun little experience there. Sounds very like romantic to New York almost. Like a tribute of sorts. Yes, and it felt cool to listen to my song while walking in Times Square. Mm -hmm. That's yes. really cool. Would you live in New York? I would love to live in New York. I think that I'm very attracted to the constant moving aspect of the city. I love that there's so much opportunity surrounding the city and surrounding New York in general. I don't know if that made any sense, but mm -hmm. I just love the hustle and bustle, the controlled, coordinated chaos that goes on. Times Square, it's gorgeous. I love the lights. The smell could be improved. <laughs> could honestly be improved, but overall, lovely city. I've visited a few times and possibly want to go to school there at some point in time or live there temporarily just to see what that's like. But That sort of segues nicely into uh, another question that I had, which is, what sort of places do you find inspiration from and when you're choosing a song to write about or a subject to write about, what does it? Yeah, a little bit about my songwriting process. What I like to do is I like to write my songs with the piano at the same time. So, because a lot of different artists do a lot of different things. Some people write lyrics first and then find a melody later and then find chords to follow or some combination of the three, whether it's like chords first and then lyrics and then the melody or some other combination. But what I like to do is I like to do all three at the same time. So when I'm sitting at the piano, I first try to think of something that I want to write about. And it could either be like, for example, I had a really good day and there was something that stood out in that day, like an experience or a little moment. I'll try to draw something from it, maybe a few words to make that like the title of the song or like the main surrounding theme of that song. And then I'll think of a chord progression that fits the vibes of that song. So if hypothetically I was writing a sad song, I would come up with some sort of like sad chord progression and that's, I'll talk about like sad songs when I'm talking about my latest EP, A Sad Season. But with, with that, I just figure out the chord progression and then I would just start saying words or singing words that come to mind when I'm thinking about that theme and then coming up with that melody at the same time, like singing the words and the melody and putting that with the piano. So I kind of do like a three in one. My brain kind of works like that. I can't write lyrics first. So everything kind of comes together at the same time. It streamlines the songwriting process for me and just mentally that just makes a little bit more sense for it to all come together at the same time. But in terms of inspiration, I can either find that from personal experiences or sometimes I think about like a hypothetical experience or a hypothetical feeling, like love or like heartbreak or 
someone left this person and this person's feeling betrayed. So although I can't feel like I don't have personal experience with that type of scenario, I use the songwriting to portray that experience. And just to me, it's kind of like creative writing. Like if you're, if you're writing like a story or some sort of fictional short story or book, but in song form. So a lot of people will probably notice that some of my songs or some of the snippets that I've released on TikTok have been like sad love songs or like mm -hmm. sad breakup songs. But some of those, like pretty much all of those are fictional. Something, it, it's easier to draw from emotion when writing a song for me, like any type of emotion. So sometimes it does happen to be love. Regardless of whether I'm feeling it or not, I am able to take inspiration from that feeling and anything that would surround that feeling and turn that into a storyline. So that's kind of what I take inspiration from, as well as potentially, sometimes I ask people too, like, what do you think I should write a song about? Or do you have any inspiration and any ideas? Give me, like, give me an experience or describe something to me. Describe a scenario or feeling. And sometimes people get creative with that. Sometimes people get very creative with the things that they tell me, and it helps. Sometimes when I'm sitting down at the piano, I have no thoughts, head empty. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> those, are, those are the worst feelings because sometimes, for me, I want to write something. Like I want to put something out there. I have feelings I want to express, but there's just no, no train of thought, no inspiration. So then I can't. So I'm just sitting there writing little snippets of things that don't end up being songs. But it, it always helps to have people around you to provide little ins inspirations or little ideas here and there about what you can possibly think about. Because a lot of people, eat, every person experiences different things and every person sees different things throughout their day and they have different different ideas in terms of what a good song could be. So it definitely helps. Yeah, that's surprising to me that a lot of the storylines in your songs are fictional. When I listen to your music, I, I always think, oh, maybe it's something you know coming from her heart. Like, it's something that she's experienced herself. But that's really interesting to me that for you, it's, it's like creative writing. So you're coming up with your own story. You're coming up with this plot line. And then you're putting it into a song. I feel like for my, my own creative process, it's very heavily inspired by my own feelings, but right. I love that you're able to use your own empathy to create something else, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's a little bit surprising because like August is a very good example of a fictional plot line. And I always tell people like when they're first discovering August for the first time, like listen to it and let me know what you think it's about. Because what you think it's about is probably what it's not about. Mm. August is, yeah, I don't know if you've heard August, hopefully you have, but. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> that yes. would've been so awful if we just hadn't heard any of your music. <laughs> we are like, no, I've never heard that. <laughs> Do you, I, I wanted to ask, never know, but. Mm -hmm. We have, we have. But yes, it's, I, I challenge you after this podcast, episode is over to think about what you think the song is about and you let me know what you think because I think we should do it on air 
Yeah, we should. Get the hot takes. To be honest, yeah? I I know it's about dead people. Maybe. So, from listening to the song, my sort of, in a rather large nutshell, interpretation of the lyrics is it's sort of about falling out of love, I guess. And that the fact that whenever you first get into a relationship or you're super infatuated with a person, everything seems so permanent. It's like, this is how it's gonna be forever. You make all these plans, you plan out your whole life together, and then you get a little bit into the relationship or so, and then suddenly reality hits you. And it's like, oh, maybe this is not how I thought it was gonna be. And it's about watching all those plans and all those dreams and the ideal version of your life sort of fade away as you realize that reality does not match up with what the imagination can concoct. I like that interpretation. That means so it's, it's pretty, not right. pretty far off, I'm guessing. <laughs> that I, means it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot of interpretations. I haven't heard that one. And I really like the way that you interpreted that because I never, I never pictured it in that view. Like, I've never imagined it in that view, but it makes sense. And, and I do like that. What do you think, Diane? So I know that it's about someone named Mary, and Mary has passed. I know that's very literal, <laughs> but she's, it's the ghost of Mary, and it's like memories of her remain um, in books I've never picked up from the shelf down in the basement. So I think of it as like, the passing of someone, but even though they're gone and they're no longer with us, that you still have the memory of them and you still have their lasting impact. So, um, like, when my grandpa died, like, he, he's not with us anymore, but his blueprints from when he was an architect are still around. And so um, you feel, you can't help but, like, feel him there when you see those, those objects. So it's almost like he's not really gone Maybe he will be really, really gone when everyone who knew him has since passed. Um, but that's what that song makes me think. I know that's not really an interpretation. That's more just my own feelings about it. But that would be my first thought. I like it. I like it. It's also not right. <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of reminds me of a quote that I like. What is um, it, Michael? A person truly dies twice, once when they stop breathing and again when they're forgotten. I, like so many others, fear death, but not the first kind, the second. Wow. So we, we both gave our interpretations. So, Vanessa. What's, what's what, the reality of it? What is it about? <laughs> so with this song, you have to imagine, it's part of it is literal, and part of it is you might have to, like, draw a couple lines behind the scenes, but there's, there are three individuals that are part of the song. There's Mary. Mm -hmm. Mary is dead. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's a ghost. Mary is a ghost. And then there is, there's a man. There's Mary and there's a man. But then there is also a third person. So I always have trouble explaining this part because I never know where I'm starting with this explanation, but... Basically, the man and the woman, so man and third person, man and the woman, are in a relationship. They are together. They're in love. Man has been having an affair with Mary. 
Summer fling, summer fling. So like, that's the thing, like who's to say that she still lives in August? You know, the month is fairly long. Maybe she moved on to September. Maybe she's out of this summer fling. Maybe she's not in it anymore. But see, it's been a while since nightmares were roaming the streets, but like, I think you and I both know that. So the you is referring to the guy, because this is from, most of this song is from the perspective of that third person. The, not Mary, but the man's original lover, the OG, the OG lover. Mm-hmm. So she says, I think that you and I both know that the ghost of Mary lies in the books I've never picked up from the basement. The ghosts of August nights lie deep within your tangled with sea lies. Ooh. Mary's dead because he killed her and buried her in the basement, and she knows. What? Isn't it crazy? That was crazy. Wow, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. That was not what I was plot expecting. Twist. It was a murder. <laughs> it was a murder. It was a murder. And then the bridge where it says, Mary, if you ever hear my warning, he isn't all that good. The boy, he only comes in August. That is this third person, the OG lover, trying to warn Mary. Of course, it's too late because Mary's dead, but this was like her original warning. You know, Mary, if you ever hear my warning... He's not good. Wow. He's not good. But Mary didn't heed the warning, so Mary'd be, Mary be deceased. <laughs> she is currently deceased. She do be dead. <laughs> she do be dead. And uh, the OG lover knows. So this is, see, when I started writing August, all I had was the first part, where starting from silent little words, catch fires in forests of evergreen, all the way up until, but I think that you and I both know. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was like, I need to finish the song. But what do you and I know? You know, I, I didn't know how to finish that. So then I just went into The Ghost of Mary. I don't know why my first thought was The Ghost of Mary. And then that led me to create this fictional story. Just, I'm not a scary person in real life. This is just, <laughs> just a disclaimer. This is completely... It's all fictional. Yes, fictional. A little murder ballad that I accidentally wrote. Did murder not, ballad. It did not intend to create this to be this wow. dark, but I love that it can be interpreted lightly yeah. by both of you. On a side you. note, just the <laughs> sentence, the murder ballad I accidentally wrote. How poetic is that? Oh my gosh, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> I love oh it. Gosh. Honestly, I'm here for it. I will title the episode, the murder ballad I accidentally <laughs> well, wrote. You're here, I, everyone. I'm here for that. I, I support. Cool. But yes, that's what that's, August is about. That is officially what August is about. And it's, it's very discreet. It's not obvious, which... No. I feel like yeah, <laughs> no, that's very subtle. But hmm. does it make sense though? Yeah, with the explanation, do, I can, see it can now. you see it? Mm-hmm. And I for the audience, now. if you want to know what we're talking about, listen to the song. Yes. It's on Spotify. It's on all streaming platforms, all right? All streaming platforms. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. August by Vanessa Camcosi. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of with the OG lover. I don't know why I'm calling her the OG lover. <laughs> the <Yeah>. the <laughs> third person, the narrator. I guess the narrator, mm-hmm. OG lover. Yeah. With her knowing that he committed this crime, this is just the frame, this is the beginning and kind of like the framework of a potential project that I have in the future that kind of will go into Mary and her thought process in choosing this man. And so I have been working on 
a continuation of August. So August is the project, and there's going to be the next song that I'm working on will be the, the song that outlines how Mary feels mm. for him. All the music that you're writing kind of existing in the same canon. I Yes. Mm. This... So the reason why it took me forever to put out some other songs is because I knew I wanted to continue the story of August because August will forever be its own. Like the project of August and August in and of itself is its own entity that I can't change. That storyline and that plot will be its own realm, you know? And so all the other songs that I've released thus far are not within the realm of August. But this new song that I'm currently in the midst of working on, I've released a few little snippets on Instagram and TikTok. It's called Only He Knows. And it'll just talk about how Mary feels like he's the only person who knows about her and who knows everything about her. So that's why she's so infatuated with him, even though like part of her knows that he's probably a bad guy but it just goes into that little storyline. So I'm excited, I'm still working on it. Don't have a release date as of now, but hopefully soon. I do want to share that with the world. But yes, August will be continued. And this accidental murder ballad that I wrote will be its own canon, its own little thing that will just continue. And so I, I do know the rest of the Mary story <gasps> and I'm excited for the world to also find out. It's very exciting. Oh, my God. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Yes. I also just wanted to ask, when did you start, like, in music? When did you start singing or, like, learning to play piano? Have you been doing this, like, your whole life, or did this kind of happen a little later? When did this start? Yeah, music has been a huge part of my life since I was very young. My dad has been playing the guitar and the piano for quite a while, and music just runs in my family, and I love that. I love that I was introduced to it at such a young age. I started taking piano lessons when I was three, and I went up until I was 18, so 15 years of piano lessons, and then I started taking voice lessons near the tail end of fifth grade, or fourth grade, yes, near the tail end of fourth grade. So after that, I just continued taking voice lessons throughout part of high school, and then writing songs. So I started writing some songs in middle school. And of course, those weren't good. They were just songs, you know, just words. But being able to express myself in that way and learn how I wanted to express myself definitely helped with me now being able to express myself in the way that I want to. So I, looking back then and just comparing the songwriting that I've done from middle school, to high school, to college, to now, post-grad, there's definitely such a big difference. And it's because I was in a space where I felt like I could grow and nurture my songwriting, and I gave my songwriting a chance to grow with me and gave myself a chance to express myself in that way. Would you like music to be your full-time job, or for you, do you want it to be more so like a side project? How do you envision your music career in the future? I want to go on tour. That is my mm -hmm. biggest thing. I want to go to all these different countries because I know that people from other countries are listening to my music and I love that so much. That's crazy because I don't know a lot of people from different countries. I want to be able to tour and release more songs 
And I want to release this August project that I've been dying to share with everyone. So at the moment, it is a side passion. It's definitely, I don't wanna say like side hustle because that makes it sound like it's all for the, all for the money, but yeah. I, it's definitely a side yeah. passion mm -hmm. because it's something that makes me really happy. And it's something that makes a lot of people happy. And that, that's really good to know that I can have such an impact on people. And everyone who listens to my music has such an impact on me. Just knowing that I am loved and I'm supported and that my music is touching these hearts of people that I've never met, it means the world to me. And someday I do want this to be a full-time thing and I do want to be able to produce music full-time, maybe go to a recording studio and actually like, <laughs> actually have some professional things done instead of my playing around with different softwares and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, it's working for now, and I'm hoping that everyone's enjoying what it is now. But it's definitely not perfect, and perfection can never exist. But I know that someday I can get close to it. I love that. So that's about all the time we have. Really? Yeah. So we have a tradition on this podcast where we ask our guests for one piece of advice that they would give to either their younger self or to our listeners. Do you have something that comes to mind that you'd like to advise our audience of? Yes. My biggest piece of advice is to just go for it. Regardless of what, whatever you're going for, just go for it. Because you never know if that one little action that you do or the one thing you say, you never know that, you never know if that would make the biggest difference in your life. And I feel like I'm the best example of that. If I never released that reel or put myself out there, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. And so go for it, chase those dreams, put out that music that you've been hoarding in your voice memos. Just show the world who you are, let them know your name and let them know your heart and your soul because everyone's dying to know and everyone wants to know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast and talking to us about your music, exciting things you have next. It was really cool having you back, Vanessa. For our listeners, uh, definitely check out August as well as the rest of Vanessa's music on all streaming platforms wherever you get your music. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Diane, Michael, you guys are really great. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. On the other side, the grass is darker It doesn't get much water besides the tears from my own eyes Mary, if you ever hear my warning He isn't all that good, the boy who only loves him August, the God